What's up all you motorcycle enthusiasts and welcome to the V-Twin Life here on YouTube. We talk motorcycles powered by those V-Twins, what fuels our passion, why you enjoy it so much. V-Twin Life is brought to you by these two great companies, Crash Ink Clothing and Wild Ass Seats. Hey, you want to add some comfort to your ass when you're out riding, whether you're a 400 mile guy or maybe a guy that's pushing a thousand plus or female rider for that matter, hey, check out wild-ass.com and add some comfort to your ass. Can't forget Crashing Clothing, that Northwest brand out of the Pacific Northwest. Hey, these guys got a lot of great stuff from t-shirts to hats, raincoats, you name it. Hey, they can get you covered. Check out CrashingClothing.com. Now, let's dive into another milepost of the V-Twin Life. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another milepost of the V-Twin Life. It's a beautiful Sunday up here in the Northwest. We got a... Got a good one. We got Dave Prabella, owner and founder of Custom Dynamics. I mean, I think it's fair to say leads the uh, the aftermarket world when it comes to lighting for your bikes. And guy enjoys riding, has some great products. So why not get Dave on the show and and hear you know kind of his story and and hear about what they have to offer and their products and everything they got going on. So Dave, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us for a milepost seventy one. Thanks, Denver. Uh, glad to be back on the show. Yeah, you were part of here when we did the. Uh, the veterans memorial for leo you came on and you know shared a story about leo which was super cool and, and was awesome to you know do that one and you know kind of how you got going on here yeah yeah that uh that, it seems like it was just the other day but uh that was actually a little while back that was very true it's crazy how time flies so i guess we kind of dive in this you know uh i like to start kind of here where people got into you know motorcycle where'd the bug you know, coming to you, life for you. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, for me, uh, back when I was, uh, uh, probably seven, eight years old, um, got a bike, a little Honda 50. That's where I started riding. Um, just fell in love with riding back then. Um, used to have a lot of, uh, you know, trails, um, out in the woods and, and things around my house, um, things that we don't have a lot of, uh, these days in, in most areas i know where i live now um it's hard to go just uh hop on your bike and go out and ride in the woods and stuff um, with all the neighborhoods and things but back when i was a kid that's kind of what we did we'd uh get home from school and uh, we'd hop on our bikes and uh, we'd go ride just uh in the in our neighborhoods because we had a lot of trails and and things and that was uh that's how i got into riding that's how i, I kind of found my passion for motorcycles that's kind of very similar how I started. It It is very true what you said. I'm, I can remember being young where it wasn't hard to just, you know, go from your house and go up and ride on some of these trails or whatnot. But now you look at some of those places, you know, for me, where I live over here, they're all, it's housing developments now. You know, a lot of the trails and places that we used to enjoy so much are people's backyards, literally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I grew up in uh, upstate New York. You know, we're down here in the Raleigh, Durham area of North Carolina, but um, you know, the last time I was back up in New York and back in my old neighborhood where we used to go and have all these trails and go ride, I didn't even recognize it. It's just, you know, housing development after housing development and stuff. And, you know, I used to, you know, I looked, I'm like, wow, you know, had such great times out here with my buddies and riding and, 
you know, just so much fun and the crazy things that we would do, you know, setting up courses and, you know, racing each other and making jumps and, you know, just the, the, the things you would do as kids. And, and up in New York, you know, you know, we had winters up there and not, we don't have much for that down here in North Carolina, but, you know, we, we do crazy things up there in the winter and the snow, go out riding and pulling each other around in uh, sleds and things on, on our bikes and, you know, just, just fun things as, as, as kids. Yeah, very true. I can remember, you know, you, you built some of those cool trails, little jumps. You just thought you were, you know, I can remember that time for me, like, you know, Jeff Stanton or Jeremy McGrath or Ricky Johnson, those guys were super cross. You know, look at them, you build little tracks and just, you know, thinking that you you could compete with them at that age when you couldn't, but you sure felt like you could. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a lot of fun. You know, it gave you something to look forward to in, in school and stuff. And you get out of school and get home and, you know, you, you'd, you'd all go meet there uh, at a certain spot. And, uh, you know, that's what you would you would do every day after school. Yeah, very true. I, you know, it's fortunate that like, my parents, you know, had a little bit of property. So we'd, we had, you know, trails built around our place. But, you know, you kind of take a few to get some other places. And, yeah, the the memories, the good old days. <laughs> Absolutely. But, yeah, that's that's how I got started. And, you know, um, and then just, you know, as I grew older and stuff, got my you know, got my uh, first uh, street bike and uh, just always, always had a had a passion for for riding and uh, always had a kind of a passion for just working on the bikes, too. And, you know, back then didn't have a, a lot of money. If the bike broke, you know, you, you'd fix it. It wasn't taking it in to anywhere. You'd you know, we'd re- rebuild our engines ourselves and do all of our, our wrenching ourselves uh, on the bikes. And uh, I think that's kind of how I, I got into this later on in life is because I just, I had that passion for, for riding and I always had that kind of that mechanical passion too. So as I got older and uh, I went to college, I uh, became a electrical engineer and, um, and then started my career off uh, at IBM. And then from IBM went to Phillips Electronics, but Never, never, you know, never set out to to make uh, a company to to have custom dynamics. Um, really, kind of just stumbled on onto this. It was just really tinkering around one day and um, just playing with my my bike and um, you know playing around with some technologies with some some lights. But there there was no master plan. You know, I didn't didn't have a, you know, a business plan, came home and, you know, write up a business plan. Let's, let's, let's make custom dynamics. It, it, it didn't happen like that. That's, you know, it's neat to, you know, you hear the story, you know, kind of, you enjoyed the mechanics, you know, enjoyed riding and whatnot, you know, you had to dive into stuff. You want to fix things, do stuff. And then, you know, out of something you enjoy, you know, whether, you know, turning wrenches, you know, figuring what, you know, okay, what makes this internal combustion engine work? And, you know, you got the you know engineering background behind you and then you kind of start playing with now was your first when you got into this you know your first stuff was it leds that you were playing with when you first started making you know lights say just for your own bike when you're playing with things yeah so actually the the way i kind of got into it was um i went to myrtle beach bike week and um had some leds put on my bike and then back then you know 20 years ago this was uh you know back in 2002 this was just decorative leds just the um led accent lights that we're all still familiar with and i came back home and i said you know these these look great but you know i wanted to get some more put on and um started looking around to you know because i wanted to do it myself how to add more lights to it and 
um, couldn't really find any lights to, to do this. So um, started doing some Google searches on where to find some lights. And I ordered a few lights and, you know, they came in, you know, got the right color and they came in with little four inch leads on it. And I'm like, well, that's not going to really work too well for me. But um, it, it was that experience of, of looking for those lights and how to add those lights onto my existing lights that was really the start of custom dynamics. It was that experience and trying to find those and going through all that hassle of what it took to add to that, that the idea of custom dynamics came from. You know, it's funny to hear you say that because when my dad got, well, the, my road glide I have now, he bought it brand new in 04, went down to hot August nights in Reno. And actually the lights are still on it. He had some of the, you know, the old, what, how it all started the accent led lights which were put on by dr neon and they're actually still on you know i have there's a couple under each side of gas tank one up in the horn housing one behind the intake but those original ones that dr neon put on there dang almost 20 years ago are still on the bike wow you know the, yeah. just the original little blue ones i mean it's like what are they three leds in each little pod but they yep. you know still stuck on there and They've always been on, you know, adds a little little accent at night. I mean, like I said, I mean, how technology has grown. Of course, nowadays they're 10 times as bright. But it's, you know, kind of funny how what, you know, how it got started for you is kind of how the first little bit of LED, you know, my dad stumbled across the same thing and, and had a few put on his bike because he thought it would look cool. Yep, yep. Yeah, I remember Doc Neon, um, and I, I remember, you know, kind of what he would say was for were the, uh, you know, the neon um tubes that would go into your your um coil system um you know on your in your spark plugs of wires and stuff and he would have all these different designs and stuff that uh that would basically light up um as your ignition system fired but uh that's that's you know that was kind of big 20 20 some years ago and stuff and um uh, you know he, he was one of the originators back then too of the of the neon tubes um, along with No Magic Neon. No Magic Neon was a, a company that we worked with closely um, way back 20-some years ago. But, uh, yeah, the, the neon tubes were, were, were big back in the day. I especially remember, I mean, you know, the whole, like, lowrider craze. There'd be, you know, the neons, they put the, where they'd even add, the, you know, the mirrors underneath so you could really intensify the light. And they did look pretty cool, I will yep. admit. It was yep. pretty pretty awesome back in the day. But, yeah, it's yeah. crazy how technology has has came along just in you know 20 years in a way seems like a long time but then other ways it's not that long how much you know it's things have evolved and changed and really grown yep there goes my overhead light i'm not moving much <laughs> <laughs> that's how uh, we got everything on motion detectors but yeah you, you think about putting you know glass tubes on on whether it was your motorcycle or whether it was on your hot rod and stuff and how fragile those were and stuff and we you know we rode around with the you know these glass tubes uh on, on our on our vehicles and you know kind of look back at that now and think that well, that was kind of crazy that we had these glass glass tubes on our on our vehicles that you know one little rock or something and you know it was done yeah well it doesn't take much to break those that's for sure yeah so do and, you remember what the first you know piece was that you guys came out with that, that got custom dynamics i guess in a way you could say on the map that really got going for you guys well you know so the the first thing we came out with was was you know just led you know accent lights so you know what i did it was you know i made some kits um and i made a complete um 
kit for for decorative lighting and we did good there and you know that got us going but you know i think the the what really put us on the map what what everyone knows custom dynamics for that 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 you know was the was our first big home run was our amber white turn signal so when we came out with that 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 was what really exploded custom dynamics um so what happened there was um we had gone to sema and this was i don't know how many years ago now probably um 10 maybe um and we had started to see drls and turn signals on vehicles um at sema and this was before you know they'd become popular um on cars and you know looking at these integrated turn signals drls on vehicles you know kind of the light bulb um, literally went off and said wow what would that do on a motorcycle right you know what would that do to the frontal visibility on a motorcycle if we had a white drl integrated with a turn signal so we came back home from sema with this concept of making a you know what we called a dynamic ring a white circle with an amber turn signal built into it and we set off working on that and when we came out with that i don't even know how many years ago now like i said it's probably been 10 um that that really exploded custom dynamics and you know now we you see those turn signals everywhere on the road um you know everyone has them now that's probably the most copied product that we have um but it, it 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 put us on the map. I mean, it it is the most popular, probably aftermarket product, and now it's not even aftermarket. Harley Davidson um, sells them. Um, you see them. Indian sells them. But that idea that we came home with from SEMA, you know, I think is is what really made custom dynamics. That's cool. I know my dad's recently bought a set. I- I think those are the ones he had, or they're the all white, and then they go amber when you turn on your turn signals, almost like you know driving lights, and then, then they go amber when you turn on your turn signals. They look sharp. Yep, yep. So we have a couple versions of them now. The original version was the white r- ring, and then amber, and now we have a version that's all white and then turns amber. But you know, same concept to have a have something white that gives you more visibility, and then still have your amber turn signal. Um, and again, that concept actually came came from from the automotive world, and it, it actually came from SEMA. Um, it, you know, we, we saw that on some concept cars. And anything for more lighting or more, you know, visibility, especially, you know, I mean, I, I have some friends, you know, that have your turn signals and whatnot. And, you know, you look at the turn signals, the brake lights, whatnot you guys make are so bright that when it comes to motorcycles, I think anything you can have, especially more lighting or, you know, your accent lights you guys make for the saddlebag lights. And the more a person can do on their bike for their own safety, especially when it comes to lighting and they still look, you know, looks in the styling is great. I think it's just absolutely awesome because, you know, you see there's so many times, I mean, I had a guy almost took me out on the motorcycle a couple weeks ago. And just cause, He's flat out not paying attention when I'm literally beside him, and he decides he's just going to come into the lane. But you look at it from the other aspect is, you know, we're smaller, so anything you can do to add more safety to a bike to get you to be seen is a win-win. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think, you know, all of us um, have that same fear, um, the distracted driver, you know, whether it's alongside of us, whether it's the, the guy behind us when we're sitting at a light, you know, so th there's nothing that's 100 percent that that's going to guarantee us. True. But, you know, you know, the more we can do to to be visible, to be seen. And of course, we all we want to do that, you know, with some style. We don't want to put things on there that are that are ugly and, you know, stick out like a sore thumb. So if we can do that with some some nice styling and some nice clean lines and, and still get that visibility, um, you know, that that's the way to do it. Make that bike, you know, when the lights aren't on, you know, make them so that you can hardly, you know, even know that they're there. But hey, when you turn that turn signal on or you hit that brake, have that thing pop out so that driver you know, knows you're there, you knows what lane you're in, knows you're stopping. Right. There's no doubt about it. And we've had so many people come back and tell us stories. Hey, you know, I bought your uh, LED, you know, brake lights or your LED bag lights and I bought the brake strobe and people now just stay off my ass. They don't come anywhere near me when I'm braking. They're staying back from me and stuff. And, and it's nice to hear those stories. It, it, it's nice to know that, you know, we're making a difference and people feel safer riding because of our products. Oh, very true. I know, of, you know, one of my dad's best riding buddies, actually, they're on a trip right now. He has a full set of your, you know, taillight and blinkers on his Harley. And a lot of the guys he was riding with are actually it said, you know, they would, you know, ride nighttime and whatnot. They were so bright that he actually took his blinkers and angled them slightly towards the ground. Just because the, the guys that we was riding with were saying they were just almost blinding. I mean, but it's a good thing. I mean, at least, you know, they are working. As, and it was just kind of comical that, you know, you got other guys like, holy cow, you know, they love the product. And it's like, but dear Lord, they're so bright. So Todd, you know, he's kind of angled them down just a little bit, but he yeah. freaking loves them. And it's like you said, you can see them. You know, when yeah. you're in a car and, you know, you get the strobe on them and everything going, you know what's going on in front of you. You can, might not be paying attention, but those lights are going to get your attention. Yeah, sometimes it can be a little bit annoying when you're riding in a group with of riders when you're not the first one, um, but you you know they're they're getting attention, and I, yeah. I I love to see pictures of of a group of bikes in inclement weather, and you have some stock bikes and then you have bikes with custom dynamics, and it's you know it's raining it's foggy and stuff and you see this group and you can barely make out the other bikes. And all of a sudden you see this one bike that has custom dynamics and it's just standing out, even though it's raining, it's foggy out, whatever wow. the conditions are, it's popping out of there. And the other bikes are like, you know, what is there, is there a bike there? What, what's, you know, what's going on? I can barely see it through all the rain. That would be an awesome picture. That's very true. I, I love to see one of those. Some I'm going to have to, you know, try to pay attention to more often as, you know, in those types of situations. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, those, those under those conditions is where, you know, it really makes the most difference. You know, if you're riding on a nice clear night and stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can see, you can see the difference, but under those conditions where, you know, it's, it's extreme weather and stuff. I mean, it, that that's where it really stands out. Or something like we get a lot of in the Northwest is that fog, especially in the summertime with, you know, the, you get the hot afternoons well you get early in the morning you're gonna get that fog you know it seems to just one of those deals and yeah. that's also another you know great point of you know your guys's quality of life especially in those fog situations sometimes we'll get it so dense where i've I mean had some mornings i mean i drive a commercial truck and i actually had it on friday 
you know, the speed limit down the highway is 60, and it's a windy road, and I was lucky if I could do 25 because I couldn't see. The fog was so thick, and we'll, we'll get that frequently up here in the summer times and even in the fall, and, you know, having that type of lighting, to which is going to help that person where, you know, somebody might be pushing what, you know, speeds of what they should when it comes to that inclement weather, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're going to, you're going to get their attention, basically. Yeah, yeah, especially when we we know, you know, one thing when you're driving an 18-wheeler and you you know, you got a lot of lighting on it, but you know, on a motorcycle where you're such a small target, um Very you, true. You, you need everything that you can get. So what was your first bike that you started playing with lighting on that you were riding when you first got into this? My first um was a uh, I started was a um uh Superglide. Oh, okay. What year? Uh, it was a um, two thousand two, I believe. Oh, okay. Yep, two thousand two. I'm pretty sure. My memory is not failing me yet. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the one that kind of that, that got all the craze and kind of got you started on this whole adventure. Yep. Yep. So, yep. how I've long did it? Oh, I've go ahead. I can't show you, but I've got pictures of it in my office. <laughs> so, what are you riding today? Well, um, now times. My, yeah, yeah. My favorite bike is um, my CVO Street Glide, but um, you know, we've got the the nice part is we've got a lot of bikes here because we need them for product development. So, I get my choice of what I want to ride, oh. whether it's the Road Glide, um, the Street Glide, um, the CVO Street Glide. Um, so we've got, I think, a total of seven bikes, but uh, my favorite is the CVO Street Glide. That's got to be a rough problem to have. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> yeah. The, the rough part is the, not having the time to, to actually to, to ride. Yeah, I, I can understand that, especially this time of year, like you're talking about. You know, you guys, you got a lot of events going on. You guys are, are pretty busy when it comes to, you know, getting a lot of these motorcycle rallies and events going on and sure that does take a lot of time out of the summer and you like to be riding but you know you got a, a company you got to represent and still work yeah the the crew is um is probably is uh eight, almost eight thirty eastern time so the crew's probably in bed they have a 6 a.m flight tomorrow morning so uh they will be up very early so um our trailer's already out uh in sturgis so our, our team is flying out tomorrow morning. Um, they will get out there tomorrow afternoon, get set up tomorrow in Tuesday. Our first day that we open at Black Hills is on Wednesday. Um, I will actually be flying out there myself a week from today. Um, so I'm taking the second week. Um, and uh, so we'll be out there for working for the, the next two weeks. Yeah, it's like we were talking kind of beforehand before we started. You're going to be dealing with that heat and going to be a warm one for you guys for sure. Yeah, we were, were talking beforehand just looking at the forecast. And uh, what did I say? Um, I think it Hundreds. was Wednesday. <laughs> 100, 100, 105. Let me see. I'll, I'll just click off for a second. 105 on on Saturday, August 6th. So, yeah, um, going to be a hot one for you guys that are they're heading out there. Going to be an oven. <laughs> absolutely so you know at what point in time when you know you got going with custom dynamics did you you know really figure this was going to be you know your new career and you decided to dive full head into it 
Yeah. So, well, so when we, you know, first got started, um, I was working with Philips Electronics. Um, I had a, had a really good job there. I was the um, director of technical support, and um, you know, had a thirty engineers working for me, and um, you know, it, it was you know a difficult position I was in where I loved my my day job. Um, you know, custom dynamics, you know, obviously just starting off wasn't big enough to, to give up um, what, what I had. But after about a year and a half of um, custom dynamics um, growing and getting to the point, um, I left my day job and, and took the risk of, um, of leaving that. And, it, you know, it, it was a difficult decision. It was a, you know, I thought, um, you know, a risky decision because we were still a, a new company and it was young and, you know, a lot of startups don't make it past, you know, the first couple year mark. Um, but you know, the team that I worked for at Phillips uh, Electronics was great. Um, you know, I went in, uh, I had talked to my manager and, uh, you know, he knew what I was doing. Um, he wished me the best of luck and he told me, for any reason that things don't work out, as long as he was there, I had a job to come back to. And, you know, and that that kind of took a little bit of the pressure off, you know, knowing yeah. that, hey, I've, I've got something that that I could come back to if things don't work out. But, we, you know, we were very fortunate, you know, things at Custom Dynamics right from the beginning. You know, we, we hit the market at the right time. I think we had the right philosophy. Um, you know, it it just really took off for us. It grew like like wildfire every year. You know, we were doubling our 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 business. You know, trying to fire get more and more employees. We started out out of my house. Um, you know, within a year and a half, we had our first suite. Within um, two and a half years, we had our second suite, and then every year after that, we added another suite. We were up to four suites, and within a few years, and then we. Um, made a decision to go ahead and buy property and, and start building. Um, but, it, you know, um, I'm not trying to sound arrogant or anything like that, but we were just extremely fortunate that we hit this market at the right time when LEDs were, were still very new. Um, it was a great combination of putting this technology onto motorcycles. I've always had a very... Um, strong passion for customer service. Um, I don't, I'm probably a difficult person to work for. I, I don't tolerate a, a lot of things. You know, I want every phone call, every email, every day to be answered. I want the customer to be taken care of every single day. Um, you know, so at the end of every day, every phone call here is returned. Every email is answered. You know, I, I'm just very passionate about customer service. Um, I've seen so many companies and not just in the motorcycle area, but in everywhere you, you send an email to and you don't get an answer. I mean, they've got a click here on their website to contact us and it goes into a black hole. I mean, how do, how do you run a yeah. business like that? I've, and, I've been dealing with that with a, I'm, you know, I don't want to, it has nothing to do with the company name, but same thing. I had an issue with a product that I bought a piece broke. I emailed them two weeks ago and I've never got a single thing back. And it's like, well, this is kind of frustrating, but I, you know, and you know, from what you're talking about when it comes to customer service, getting back to people, that is huge in, in companies when, you know, there are those companies that are great customer service. And then it's like, you know, the issue I'm having with, I mean, in the past I've, I've had issues that were great, but for some reason, I don't know, maybe my email just got missed or got spammed i don't know so you know maybe i have to shoot him another one but 
you know, I guess it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, I, I could never understand that. Um, and I don't know, you know, how some companies, and like I said, it's in all industries and, and stuff, that customer service is so bad and how, how these companies stay in business. But, you know, we try to do our best. We're not perfect. But, you know, I always say, hey, if we make a mistake, let's make it up. Um, but, you know, we, we use tools like Zendesk um, so that we can track all of our tickets. We can track all of our emails and do things so that we can try to make sure every question, every customer is, is taken care of. And, you know, I think it's just common sense. It's, it's just basic fundamental things anyone would want to do that had a business. And, you know, I, I don't think it's it's anything out of the ordinary. I think it's just common sense to, to to do but um you know i guess unfortunately in, in the world we live in today um it, it, it's not as common as we all would like it to be yeah i think you know especially what you're saying you know it's when the customer is what is keeping your business going so you know why not you know like you guys you, you know you, you strive for the best customer service you have you know you get back to people in timely manner like you know you had chris venus talking about your guys also your shipping it's phenomenal packaging you know, when when the customers are, you know, keeping you alive because you have a great product and, you know, they appreciate what you're putting out, your quality and everything you've got going on. I mean, that's what keeps you in business. So when you, you know, your customers take care of you, you take care of your customers and everybody has a good day. Yeah. Yeah. It, it seems simple, you know. Here's another guy. Dave, you have some of the best customer service people. I dealt with Kevin as a tech and he was great. Yeah, Kevin is an absolutely great guy. He's been with us a long time, um, very knowledgeable. Um, he used to have his own shop, and he's worked for us for, for a long time. And, and he, he's he's absolute great guy. He'll be heading out to Sturges uh, in the morning, and he'll, he'll be out there installing. Nice. Yeah, you got a lot of people chiming in, you know, talk about how your, your customer service is the best in the motorcycle world. Yeah, Which, we, you know, you know, it's, it's awesome. We, we try to be, you know, I'll, I'll never claim that we're, we're perfect, um, you know, because, you know, we're, we're um, human um, and there's employees. And um, but, you know, li I like to say when we do make a mistake, we do try to make it right. If, if I ever hear of a, a mistake, you know, I'll try to personally correct it. Um, and, and, and that's, you know, that's that's all you can do. But, um, you know, and I always tell everyone, you know, if, if you if you ever see something that we do wrong, you know, please contact me directly. Give me a chance to make it right. And, you know, and, and I think that's what, you know, when you look at the feedback and, you know, everybody, when you've built that name, you guys have and that reputation is a great company. You know, I think that all will stands behind it and, you know, stands behind the company and, and what you guys stand for and the quality that you guys put out. Well, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. That's what we try to do. And uh, yeah, Kevin will FaceTime you. All any of our techs will FaceTime you because, you know, sometimes it's difficult to troubleshoot these things over the phone. So when we can FaceTime you and kind of see what you're dealing with, um, it makes it easier. And, um, you know, we, we, we're, we're here to support you. And, and if we can, you know, make it quicker to, to resolve your problem, that's better for both of us. And uh, FaceTime is a great tool uh, to help help do that. Yeah, nowadays the technology we got, it, it can make it nice. I can understand, you know, it's hard to diagnose something over the phone when you can't visibly see it. And when you can actually see what's going on, it, can, it makes a huge difference when it comes to, you know, helping somebody troubleshoot and fix their the situation at hand. 
Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to, you know, solving tech tickets um, and things like that, um, it, it you know, tools like that where, where you can see it in, you know, with, with video, it, it's, it's, it's makes things so, so much easier. It, and, oh, and, I can totally bet. Yeah. Um, been working with Todd on an issue. He's been top of it, very personal. Yeah, Todd, Todd is our, our um, lead tech. Um, he manages the, the tech uh, department and, and he's great to, to work with. Um, you know, he'll call you back on the weekend, whatever it takes to, to get it done, as, as will any of our, our techs. But, you know, we're not just here Monday through Friday from, you know, eight to five to solve your problem because we realize that people have day jobs and, uh, you know, we can't just troubleshoot uh, from eight to five. So if we've got to work on it during the weekend, we've got to work on it on night. That's not unusual for us to do at all. That's awesome. Because it is, I mean, exactly how you put it. You know, a lot of everybody we have, you know, jobs, not everybody works the same hours. So when you got somebody's willing to be there, not so much during their normal work hours, but we'll go the extra, you know, the extra mile, I think it's fair to say. And to help, you know, customers resolve issues is that's freaking awesome. Yeah, we actually have um, we have we assign one person um, for sales and we assign one person for tech every weekend. So we have someone on call um, every weekend for both sales and for tech, um, both Saturday and Sunday um, for every weekend. So if someone sends an email and says, hey, I'm looking to buy this, I need I don't know quite what to buy. They're going to get a response, uh, whether it's Saturday or Sunday. And the same with tech. Um, you know, it may not be every tech ticket uh, that gets answered. Um, but we, we prioritize them. So if someone's actually working on their bike for that weekend, then there'll be the ones that get it. If someone's just, uh, you know, doing an inquiry that could wait till Monday, then, you know, it, it can wait, but we do have someone, um, doing both sales and tech every Saturday and Sunday. Hey, that's cool. Here's a good one. Any custom dynamics, helmet lights. Yeah, we've been asked that before. Um, yeah, so that uh, that's that's something we, we should look into. But uh, we've we've we, that's not the first time someone ha- has asked that. So so far this year, what what's your you know probably your your best selling product you got going on right now? For I know you said your you know the the halo lights were, but you know does it change kind of? Do you see a change yearly of you know kind of the trending sale item? Yeah, yeah. Um, our tour pack lights have done very well. We've been out of stock for a little while. We're getting some more in soon, but um, we kind of underestimated how well they would sell. So the tour pack lights have been very hot. Um, so we've got more of those coming in. We're working on some newer versions of those for next year. That'll be pretty cool. Working on a sequential version of that. Um, so that'll be coming out in. Um, uh, probably about a year from now. It's about midsummer of of uh, next year, but I, I would say that that's been one of, of the big ones. Um, we've got a couple other new products that will be coming out soon. Um, we have something um, that's actually going to work with the front turn signals. Um, just a, a little um, product product that you actually hook up to your horn, um, so that when you hook your horn up, it'll cause those white. Um, driving lights to strobe, to alternate and strobe, just to give you a little more front visibility when you're hit your horn. So we've had oh, some customers nice. ask for that. Yeah, so you can actually choose several different patterns on those, but it's a very simple plug and play module that will work in combination of your horn 
and um, and your driving lights, just so when you're in that situation, when you're hitting your horn, you'll get some more visibility, not just um, from an audio um, perspective, but from a visual perspective too. So it'll cause um, those front lights to strobe in a very strong pattern to get some more visibility on the bike while you're while your horn is going off. I like that. That is freaking awesome. And plus, I love the point you put where it's plug and play, which makes it so nice. And I think that is going to be a genius. Yeah, so that's coming out pretty soon. That one's just about um, wrapped up. It's in, been in production for a while. We're probably just looking at like, um, a few more weeks, uh, actually, on that one. Dang, that'll be freaking cool. Yeah, yeah. So we just thought just another way. You know, you, 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 you know, you hit your horn, and it's great. And especially with that we have the Pro Beast horns now, which have been really good. Um, they have really taken off for us this year. Um, you know, very loud, get, you know, get just another way to get attention. But now combining that with the, the front turn signals, it kind of ties everything together. The visual that, aspect. That, yeah, the visual aspect of it, too. I think that's that's a smart idea. I think that's going to be a hot seller. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Um, I, I, I like the idea of it, and uh, I, I think it'll be good just, you know, because sometimes you hit the horn and, you know, you're, you're looking, but now you're going to have that front of that bike, you know, really lit up and really strobing and um and again it's going to strobe in a wigwag type of of way back and forth oh yeah especially i mean even in daylight i mean it's going to get somebody's attention but i can you know dawn or you know dust time or even you know the evening time when it's dark it's you're definitely going to get somebody's attention when they're you know invading your your area or doing something because they're not paying attention i i think that's freaking awesome yeah. So, you know, your horn is kind of your, your last resort, right? I right. Mean, someone's pulling in front of you and stuff. Why not give it everything you got? Yep. Yeah. It's like, you know, how some people like to go to the air horns. Well, now you're going to, you know, even add a little bit more to it. So I think, I think it's a f- smart move. I like it. Yeah. So we got that coming. Um, so, yeah, we've been, you know, this, this year has been a, a challenge, you know, with supply chain issues, as, as I think everyone knows with, with everything, you know, still, related from COVID, it has messed up um, supply chains um, around the world. Um, I think that's starting to level out a little bit. Um, semiconductors have, has, um, you know, been the toughest part. You know, we've seen lead times on semiconductors anywhere from 52 to 99 weeks. Um, that's still God. a problem. Um, yeah, and this is why you can't, you know, hard to buy a new car, but I think things are starting to ease up uh, in that area. So I think we're starting to see some some relief there. But, you know, this year's just been a challenge just having inventory, um, just just keeping everything in stock. It's, it's, it's been, been, been the biggest challenge in, in 20 years um, that I've seen. I've never seen lead times like this before. Yeah, that's crazy. You say fifty-two weeks to ninety-nine. I mean, you're that's damn near almost two years. Yeah, yeah. So you know, how, how do you you know when you start to get low on something? You know, usually you know normal lead times are you know in in the twelve-week uh, range, and that's where you like to see them. But you know, how do you forecast out one to two years? That's yeah. Tough. That that's difficult. Yeah, yeah. That's tough. You know, do you, you order too much? Do you you know do you you know, you get you know a lot of excess inventory. You're not ordering enough. I mean that that's that's a really really hard one to forecast out to have a, a crystal ball that that that's that good to see what your demand is going to be one to two years out. Well, that I mean also 
you know, the the financial aspect of that, you know, you're spending so much money because you buy all this and then say, you know, the market has an issue all of a sudden, you know, you spent a great amount of money and you're not, it's not where you thought the market was going to be or, or vice versa. I mean, that could be, yeah, a very interesting dilemma. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the other thing too is, you know, you, you, you spend all this money and you, you know, you, you buy, you get 99% of what you need and, you know, you're, you're missing this part. And, and, you know, you've spent all the money to get everything else. And this this widget is holding you up. Um, and, and you know, that 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 really hurts. And that's that's what you see is, you know, it's just one little part on this thing and you've got everything else. And, hey, it's 52 weeks for you know this. And you see these push outs from these semiconductors companies. You know, everything's on track. They you place the order and they say, oh, you'll have it in 26 weeks. So you get right up to 26 weeks and then they say, nope it's going to be 26 more weeks. And you're like, how can you do that to me? Yeah. <laughs> me it, was 20, it was 26 weeks and here we are, we're all ready to roll here. And now you're telling me it'll be 26 more weeks. And so that that's the kind of year that, that we've had in everyone in the industry has had and everyone in automotive has, has had. And, and those are, those are really tough challenges and they take so much of your time and you know being a smaller company we've got 35 36 employees and stuff um you know you spend so much of your time doing that type of work where you should be doing you know more and more product development but you you know it's, it's hard to do a lot of product development when you're chasing parts and that that's been the challenge um this year not to say we we you know we, we you know we're coming out with new, new tour pack we're coming out with new wigwag we've got a lot a lot of stuff you know that we've managed to to put in the pipeline but it's it's made for a challenging year um but i do think i do think it, it is getting better at least you know that's good like you know i said hopefully you know things are turning around market wise you know stuff's getting trying to get back to i don't know you know careers ahead it you never go back to normal. Also, you know, it's going to come back to a new normal, you know, stuff's going to come back in, but it's never what it was, but you know, it's going to be something new, but we're going to try to get back to how it has been. And hopefully, you know, that turns around sooner than later. Yeah. And we could probably spend a whole another podcast just talking about, you know, the cost of, uh, of, you know, the supply chain and, and how inflation has, uh, you know, yeah. done everything. And, and, you know, believe it or not, I, I think the thing that, that has been the biggest impact is shipping. Shipping costs have have gone up so much. Well, um, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, and I understand that totally. Being you know a commercial truck driver, when you know companies got to pay six fifty a gallon for diesel, unfortunately, it's going to trickle down to you know the the consumer and the customer is going to end up having to to fork those surcharges because they're going to trickle downhill, and yep. that's and, and that's what's yep. killing a lot of people. Yep. And there's your root cause right there is, is the yeah. cost of, of fuel, you know, and that's, that's behind so much of this and that's just driving everything, uh, you know, across the board. Yep. Very true. Yep. But like I said, we, we could, we, we could probably spend another hour just, oh, I've, <laughs> just, we could. just, just talking about that. Yep. I, and yeah. I, I understand that one totally. And it's, you know, and yeah, affects a lot of stuff across the board from everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, boy, we could go on for hours with that one. Yeah, we we've tried our best um, this year to to you know keep our costs in line and not raise uh, our prices. Um, so you know, just be creative in, in trying to to hold the line on on things. And and you know, we've done 
pretty well doing that. Some areas you, you just you, you can't you just can't you can't swallow it anymore. Um, but we, we've tried to do it as much as we can. Oh, Brian, he's got. See, everybody loves this joke. <laughs> I live up on the northwest corner of Washington in a little town called Port Angeles, and uh, they started this joke. Uh, it's had to have been four or five months ago that I live in Seattle, and I get messages from so many people, little sarcastic comments about being from Seattle, and it won't die. It's 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 the joke that just keeps on living and living. Every day gets a new life. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got we've got the amber ones now too, so they really cut through the fog. There we go. I'm gonna have to check into those. But no, man, this has been a lot of fun, you know. So do you, actually, you know, is there any, you know, if, I don't know if you can let the, you know, say cat out of the bag, but you guys got any cool products besides, you know, you, you talked about the horn lights and whatnot, but anything else that's going to kind of shake the market up that you guys got in the works that you can share maybe? Um, well, there's, there's se- several ones that I can't share. Um, I, I mentioned the tour pack uh, light. Um, so we are coming out with a sequential version of that. Um, so is it, it will, is that the inside light that goes on the inside or um, is that the outside? That is, hold on one second here. I've got one close by. It's, this is just a prototype, but it's this tour pack light. So it's. Oh, okay. The outside one, uh, mm-hmm. this, this OEM replacement one. Um, but uh, we've got the sequential version of that uh, that uh, we've actually completed the design on. And the, um, that version will be pretty cool in that the one version, you can make it uh, standard or you can make it sequential um, all, all in one unit. So you can choose how you want it to work. Let me just say that. So there won't be a two different part number. So if you decide one day you want it standard, you can do that. The next day you want it sequential, you can do that. Nice. Yeah. So we'll we'll leave it at that. We won't let too much more out uh, other there than that. Go. But you can, uh, yeah, you'll you'll have the option on on how you want it to function. Hey, that's cool. I like it. Yeah. So so we're looking forward to that that product. Um, we've had a lot of requests for the sequential version of that. So we've been working on that for a while. Nice. Well, thanks for taking time out of your out of your weekend, Dave, and come down. I know you guys got a lot going on. You getting ready for you know Sturges, the big motorcycle mecca that I know you guys are going to be pretty busy with that and a lot of guys going. But you know, I greatly appreciate your time and you know coming to hang out. Well, thanks, Denver. I appreciate uh, you having me on. It's been a lot of fun. It has been. So now everybody can follow along. Give me you guys basically it's custom dynamics across the board everywhere when it comes to all your social media for you know little snippets and infos and pictures and product replacement ideas and everything you got going on yeah yeah so um websites customdynamics.com um we've got uh, facebook uh instagram um everything um and uh, let me just uh give out my email like i said earlier if anyone ever has an issue feel free to contact me mine's real easy it's just sales at customdynamics.com and that will go directly to me so if you ever need to to reach me directly there's a, a way you can you can get to me awesome Hey, thank you so much. Been great. Also, guys, don't forget we got another mile post seventy two coming up. We're going to bring back Sparks as we kind of go through part two of his Hokahe journey. So, wanted to kind of dive into you know packing and, and preparing and you know more of the uh, technical side of his riding. And then also 
August 20th, we got the Monsters Over Mountain Ride. I got myself, Brad Columbus from Crash Inc. We got Frank Orlando, watch out for us. Michael Nielsen's Too Ill to Survive coming up. And a few other guys that are going to be coming to ride the Monsters Over Mountains ride. We're going to be raising money for Mile Monsters as they help to uh, support these families as boys that are facing Duchenne's muscular dystrophy, which right now is a 100% fatal disease. And Mile Monsters likes to help these boys live the best life they can, which unfortunately is being cut short. So uh, if you guys can go over to the V-Twin Life on Facebook, that fundraiser is pinned at the top. You know, if you want to make a donation, even share the post. Everything, as we get more exposure for it, everything helps. You know, if you want to donate that, you know, morning cup of coffee, every dollar, every penny helps these boys and just get that event out there and let's help raise awareness for this disease. And hopefully someday we will find a cure for Duchenne's muscular dystrophy or what they like to call it, DMD for short. But uh, that's all we got for tonight. Dave, thank you so much. Everybody, thank you for tuning in. This has been a great mile post and... You know, it's always fun. I, I enjoy this stuff so much, meeting all these guys from within our community and, you know, these companies and putting a face to the name, you know, basically like Custom Dynamics. We got Dave here talking about it, and it's really cool to, you know, hear the stuff from the people that design it and make it and, and what they got going on. Thanks again for having us. Hey, thank you guys. Hey, ride safe, have fun. Catch you guys in the open road.